This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. So welcome to the show, everyone out there in American Family Radio land. The show is called Because I Said So. I'm your host, John Rosemond, heretic, family psychologist who doesn't believe in psychology. I've said it many times before, and I'll say it many times again. Psychology is, and I should know, I am licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. Psychology is a secular religion that one believes in by faith. I am convinced that Paul was speaking rather prophetically in part about psychology in Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 when he warns against being taken captive by a deceptive philosophy that depends on man's own thinking and not on Christ. And, and uh, when I read that for the first time, I went, bingo, that's my profession. And I am also a very busy public speaker, speaking primarily in churches and Christian schools around the country, although I also speak in uh, secular, for lack of a better term, environments to organizations, agencies in a couple of weeks. For example, I'm speaking to the Maryland Academy of Pediatric Dentistry. And one might scratch their heads and say, why is a parenting expert speaking to pediatric dentists? Well, the answer to that is that the major problem, the biggest if you will, problem that pediatric dentists and their assistants are having with children is not the children's teeth. The biggest problem they are having is with the behavior of the children. And uh, another thing to be noted is that uh, when they take my advice and they ban parents from the operatories, they stop having problems with said children because the problems that they are dealing with concerning children are because, and I told them this in 1992, when they first told me very excitedly, oh, John, we're going to a family dentistry model. We're having the parents come back to the operatory. I said, well, the parent who's usually going to come back there is the mother. And today's mother, through no fault of her own, has been encouraged to enter into a codependent relationship with her child. She feels her child's pain and uh, believes that it is her responsibility to solve all of her child's problems. And as a dentist causing pain, you are causing the child a problem, and you are going to deal with a tremendous amount of interference in the operatory if you allow quote, parents, end quote, back there. And, oh, no, John, we, we can handle it. You know, it's just it's going to be just family time. Well, now they have me speak to them all over the country because I was, at least temporarily, I, I had been given prophetic powers in 1992, and they now want me to tell them what to do about it, <laughs> which... You know, it is somewhat amusing. So anyway, I'm going to have a good time in front of the, um, I'll be speaking all day, as a matter of fact, beginning at like 8.30 in the morning and ending at 
4.30 in the afternoon, a break in the morning, break in the afternoon, maybe an hour for lunch, and then I will be carried out to the ambulance and taken to the emergency room. But uh, seriously, I have, a, I have a good time as a public speaker. It's, it's really a lot of fun. I am also a well-published author, and for all of that and more, you can check out my website, John Rosemond. And for those of you first joining the show, it's J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D.com. And you'll find my upcoming speaking schedule, my books, uh, my last five syndicated newspaper columns. Did I say that? I'm a syndicated columnist. Uh, I don't think I did. I'm in about 250 newspapers around the country. And by the way, if your local newspaper does not carry my column and cannot get it from Tribune Media, then I will give it to them for the really affordable price of free. To me, what I do is a ministry and I, I do you know, I do have to buy food, pay a mortgage and things like that, pay for gas, uh, utilities. But the newspaper column is primarily predominantly a ministry. And so if it's not in your newspaper and you know someone at the newspaper and you want to call them and say, hey, pick up John Roseman's column. It's a column on raising children. It's already in 250 newspapers around the country. And you can be 251 if you want to, and it's all for free. All they have to do is call it Living With Children and run it with a photograph of me that I provide. And of course, the photograph is of me when I was 23 years old. Ah, but seriously, that's what Ann Landers used to do. You know, she was in her 80s and her photograph made her look like she was 38. My photograph is, in fact, fairly recent. I'm not a vain guy. Most of the time. So anyway, because the show is about parenting, and I haven't said anything about parenting yet, I, I, I have an interesting story for you. Actually, two. Uh, there are times when I rant, and, and I do rant in my newspaper column, and I've done so on this show as well, uh, about parents who bring ill-disciplined, unruly children into restaurants, and the children in question proceed in my presence and and oftentimes the presence of both myself and my wife to disrupt our peace, disrupt our meal, disrupt our digestive processes, and do the same for other people in the restaurants in question. And there have been times, in fact, when my wife and I seated in a fairly nice restaurant People bring three or four young children into this restaurant. Why they would do this is beyond me. Well, John, they can't get a sitter. Then go to Chuck E. Cheese. That's what it's there for. Uh, don't bring unruly children into uh, restaurants that have white linen on the table and where you can't get out of there for less than $35 for a meal uh, even if all you drink is a glass of water, don't do that. It is inconsiderate. And, 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 and in that regard, I've said oftentimes, bears repeating, proper parenting is an act of love for your neighbor. Think about your neighbor. Stop thinking exclusively in terms of your children 
and think of the consequences of how you are raising your children to your neighbor broadly defined. In other words, the rest of the human community. So uh, anyway, I (laughs) I was talking to someone the other day about the fact that you know, people bring children into into upscale restaurants and these young children who are undisciplined. And I was describing for the person uh, one such situation where after the family ate, and this is a restaurant where you can't get out of there uh, appetizer, salad, and an entree for less than $60 a person. It's in Atlanta. It's called Aria, A-R-I-A. Some of you may be familiar with it. It's down in the Buckhead area. And uh, my wife and I are sitting there having a lovely meal. Parents bring in two kids, maybe, uh, I don't know, 10 and 8. And after the kids eat, there is some discussion at the table. And the parents uh, apparently gave the children permission to do what I'm about to describe, which is the children got up out of their seats, and they were wearing these shoes, these uh, sneakers, tennis shoes, whatever they call them these days, with wheels in the soles. And the children proceeded to begin skating around Aria. Now, mind you, one time I was in Aria by myself because I had a speaking engagement in Atlanta, and I was sitting at the bar, not to drink, because I don't, but sitting at the bar to have my meal because I was by myself, no sense taking up a table. And a guy named Usher comes and sits right down next to me. And of course, I I don't know who Usher is. And I start talking to Usher and he doesn't tell me his name and I don't tell him mine. And we just sit there and talk and he has his meal and I have mine. And I'm doing what I usually do when I'm alone and I'm eating. I'm reading a book on my iPad. And so he leaves and the bartender walks up and says, do you know who that was? And I said, no, he says it was Usher. And the the first thing that popped to my mind was my childhood. And this just tells you how old I am and out of touch with pop culture. Uh, The first thing that pops into my mind is a Vincent Price movie a B-horror movie from the 1950s called The Fall of the House of Usher. And uh, then I learned from the bartender who this Usher is. He's a uh, multi-multi-millionaire, top-of-the-charts vocalist. And I've since listened to him, and he's pretty good. It's not exactly my style of music. I tend toward more traditional rhythm and blues. Anyway, so to the story. The parents give the children permission to get up and start, uh, you won't believe this, skating around a restaurant in which one pays $60 for an appetizer salad and an entree. And I mean, that's a minimum. And these children are grabbing a hold of the backs of other people's chairs and launching themselves off the backs of other people's chairs, other diners' chairs, and skating around the restaurant. And a white person came over and I said, why don't you put a stop to this? And they said, my manager is afraid the parents would sue us. Well, 
a point well taken because the kind of parents who would not intervene in that are indeed the very kind of parents who would take great umbrage at someone telling their children to stop. So when we come back, I want to tell you about two encounters I've had recently in restaurants with parents with children. Stay tuned. More to come. So welcome back to the show. On today's show, I'm talking about children in restaurants. and But as you will soon discover, I am talking more broadly about the issue of giving children choices, giving children choices. One of the parenting memes that emerged from the psychological parenting revolution that began in the late 60s and really was over by 1975. I mean, over in the sense that American parents had been, by 1975, completely sold on the idea that psychological theory, when the raising of a child was guided by psychological theory, humanistic theory, behavior modification theory, Freudian theory, that the process would go better for parent and child and would turn out better for the child. The child would be a happier and more successful human being. And so because this was the marketing that my profession spun toward the American parent in the late 60s and early 70s, and they were willingly assisted by the media, by 1975, the psychological parenting revolution was no longer a revolution. It was the case in America that by 1975, the overwhelming majority of American parents were raising their children according to bogus. And again, I am a psychologist licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. So when I comment on psychology, I absolutely know what I'm talking about. Uh, were raising their children according to bogus psychological theory. And folks, all psychological theory concerning human nature is bogus. Why is it bogus? It's bogus because it's based on the idea that there is no God. And if your philosophy of living is based on the underlying assumption that there is no God, no creator, no supreme being who governs the universe, who created the universe and governs it, then anything that uh, you come up with, uh, any idea you come up with concerning human nature is by definition bogus. Now, if you don't agree with that, if you don't agree with that, then you have stumbled onto the wrong radio show. Somebody once uh, came up to me after I had said, you know, words to this effect uh, in front of a group of people somewhere in America, maybe 200 people. A guy comes out of the audience after my talk. He says, John, you're pretty tough on your colleagues. And th this talk, by the way, took place in a church. And so the uh, the exchange drips with irony. John, you're pretty tough on your colleagues. 
And he said it pretty much like that. And I said, uh, and for good reason. He said, uh, well, John, don't you think anything they've come up with is uh, worthwhile? And I said, no, which I'm sure just kind of blew his mind. I'm sure he was expecting me to seek some means of conciliation. Instead, no. When you start with false premises, nothing that you build on those false premises, no philosophy, is going to be worth anything. And that is the case with psychology. So anyway, uh, one of the memes, the parenting memes that came out of the uh, revolution, the, the psychological parenting revolution of the 1960s, early 1970s, that has given us what I call postmodern, in other words, relativistic, psychological, in other words, theoretical parenting, is the idea that children should have choices. See, these parenting memes that govern today's parenting, they all came out of the 1960s. Children deserve explanations. Children need choices. What's another one up? Uh, spanking causes children to believe that hitting is a way of dealing with someone when they make you angry. And they go on and on and on. And uh, these memes have inserted themselves into the thinking of the average American parent, Christian and secular, and have been the ruination of parenting in America. And uh, so this is my ministry, folks. My ministry is I'm a one-man show. I go around the country, and um, as uh, maybe arrogant as it may sound, although this is hardly my intent, I am trying to, in my own small way, to uh, keep biblical, traditional, old-fashioned, down-to-earth, common-sense, marriage-first, child-second parenting alive in this country. So anyway, I was <laughs> talking about all this with a fellow the other day, and he told me about an incident that uh, had occurred. He had gone to a restaurant with a single mother and her three children. And uh, her children were something like uh, 10, 8, and 5. And they are sitting in the restaurant. And it is a restaurant. It's not a fast food where you go up to the counter and you order. And then you, up and you get your food when it's ready. This was a restaurant with serve people and waitress, waitresses and waiters, I believe they are called still. And uh, the waiter comes over to the table and he's going to take everyone's drink order. <laughs> and he begins with the five-year-old. He looks at the five-year-old and he says, young man, what would you like to drink? <laughs> and the mother God bless her. I, 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 I hope she's listening and would send an email to radio at rosemond.com, radio at rosemond.com, and, and, and verify all of this because it's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. She immediately turns to this waiter and says, excuse me, I am paying for the meal and besides that, he is five years old. I will order his drink. <laughs> and the waiter just uh, stops dead in his tracks 
And according to my buddy who, who was there, uh, was temporarily speechless. Well, I mean, you know, and, and for good reason. I mean, because this is the last thing that a waiter would expect a parent to say in a restaurant concerning the question to a five-year-old, what would you like to drink, young man? Again, the mother looks at the waiter and says, oh, excuse me, I'm paying for the meal. Why are you asking him what he wants to drink? He's five years old. I will order his drink. And the story call, caused me to flash back to my childhood. And during my childhood, by the way, your mother fixed dinner 29 out of 30 days a month. And but occasionally, very occasionally, you would go to restaurants and usually the restaurants back then were not fancy places. I mean, I guess there were fancy places in Manhattan and so on and so forth. But the kind of restaurants that my parents went to, no, they were not fancy. They were neighborhood joints, but they did have waiters and waitresses. And I was probably 16 years old before I was allowed to order from the menu. And I, I don't know whether in all of my friends' experiences, the age 16 held any magic for being able to order for yourself rather than have your parents order for you, but in a restaurant in the 1950s but or early 60s. But I was 16 years old. I, I do believe I was in high school before my parents, my mother and stepfather, informed me that I would be allowed to order for myself. And then along comes children need choices. Now, why do they need choices? If my the only choice I had as a kid was do the right thing and we will leave you alone, do the wrong thing and we will, we will begin to hassle you in ways that will cause cause you to regret having done the wrong thing. That was basically the only choice I was presented with as a kid, and I keep saying this and I'll repeat it, the mental health of children in my generation who were raised in the 50s and came of age in the 60s statistically 10 times better than the mental health of today's kids. So with this in mind, my wife and I today, we are driving back from our home in the mountains of North Carolina to our home in New Bern, North Carolina, and we stop in Chapel Hill, and we stop at our favorite uh, fast food place, which is Chick-fil-A. Surprise that? No, it shouldn't be. And we go in and order, and, are, and we're seated, and they bring the food to you in Chick-fil-A. And while we are waiting in... Uh, at our table for our food to be brought, a mother comes in with six children all below the age of 10. Now, mind you, this is 1130 in the morning. And when I say today, today is Wednesday, folks. You're listening on Saturday if you're listening to the original broadcast. I pre-record the show because I'm usually out there on the road on Saturday. The youngest sat in a high chair, and then there was probably a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old, and an eight-year-old. And these children sat down. The mother ordered all of them the same food. She did not give them choices. They all got the same sandwich, fries, the same drink, and the children 
were not loud, nor did they misbehave one time. So after the meal, I got up and I walked around my table to theirs. And I said, because it needs to be said, I have not seen six children behave so well in a restaurant in a long, long time. You kids were good. Gave them the thumbs up. And the mother, I looked at her and she said, that just warms my heart and looked like she was about to cry. Anyway, we're right up at the end of the show, folks. My point is, children don't need choices. They need to be disciplined. That's what makes a person happy, is discipline leading to the ability to self-discipline. Glad you could join us. Got to run Saturdays, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, etc., etc., all across this great United States. 